Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. Radio in a 90s state of mind. <laughs> Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're listening to episode four of the 90s State of Mind podcast. This is the podcast series, which is a collaborative uh, production between Blue and Green Radio and the fine folks over at Forever in Electric Dreams. Uh, this uh, affords me, my name's Imran, by the way. How rude of me not to introduce myself. Uh, this, <laughs> this podcast series affords me the opportunity to bask in uh, my adoration uh, for the 90s. And the music that came out I'm a real 90s fiend As I think I say Every every intro that we have For the, uh, this, this series um, 90s R&B uh, New Jack Swing 90s Hip Hop um, Neo Soul uh, as well I'm just, uh, I, I just adore so much of, of what came out in the 90s And um, having the opportunity To celebrate that With a variety of guests Over this series Is a real pleasure So uh, myself And typically Blue and Green Radio presenters uh, Kind of will sit down And uh, pick a different 90s album Each episode And uh, dissect it And uh, celebrate it as well Massively So uh, it's myself and Rhonda Today we've, we've previously For this series we connected uh, over episodes for Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite and Sade's Love Deluxe. Today's episode will see Rhonda and myself discuss uh, the seminal 1994 sophomore album release from Mary J. Blige, released on Uptown Records. This uh, incredible, incredible effort, very much the quintessential Mary J. Blige album to many, including myself. Um, this project spawned uh, gosh, five singles, incredibly. Uh, the singles Be Happy, I'm Going Down, Mary Jane All Night Long, You Bring Me Joy, and I Love You. So that's uh, an incredible feat uh, for, for, for any project. Five singles is incredible. There were a series of remixes as well, which were really great. There were some really fantastic remixes, um, which we discussed in the episode today. We discussed everything. If you're a Mary J. Blige fan, if you're a My Life fan, I'm very much hoping this is something you will enjoy. Uh, to set it up, I think any further than that would probably take away from the um, the conversation. So I'll leave my intro there. Uh, I will, however, uh, sign off with uh, my opening number. Uh, we always pick two songs for these podcasts. Our guests will pick the closing number from the album, uh, which will be obviously their favourite. And I get to pick my favourite to kick it off. And it is always gonna have been when discussing uh this album it always would have been uh that fifth single uh, i love you which is my favorite from the album there's so much to pick from there is so much to pick from and uh you couldn't really make a wrong 
pick, I think. But um, I Love You is the one that I always, always gravitated towards uh, upon release as well. Just adored it. So uh, that's going to be my opening number. Uh, we'll play it right now. Then when we come back, it'll be myself and Rhonda sitting down and discussing all things in my life. Thanks very much for tuning in, friends. Please visit us at foreverinelectricdreams.com and blueingreenradio.com. Uh, thanks very much. Enjoy the episode.
of like a weird pick. It's like a joint pick. And you said, let's do Mary. And yeah. I think you meant, what's the 411? And I said, oh, do you mean my life? And you went, no, I meant what's the 411, but we can do my life. <laughs> so it's very gracious of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, we, you know, that's how we work. It's compromise. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, and the, the most bizarre thing, I was just doing a Google search before I um, uh, sent you the link for our, our conversation. And oh, uh-huh. very bizarrely, like, I don't know if you had known this, I had no idea, but um, November 20th uh, of, of this month, uh, just like five, four uh, days away, um, there, there is a 25th anniversary deluxe reissue of this album coming out. No, I didn't yeah, know that. That's amazing. There's a two disc wow. uh deluxe one. It's coming out on vinyl as well. We'll go into the very uh the specifics of that a little bit later. But okay. I just wanted to highlight that as a very bizarre and serendipitous kind of <laughs> no, uh no. point to this conversation, which is very, no, very no, no, let's change no? that. Let's change that, Amron. <laughs> we we knew it was coming. Yes. And yes. Hang this on. is the yeah. kickoff for what's to come. That's how we do that. That's how yes, we say that. that yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. That's what I, know, I meant I to say. It's that we'll edit uh, it. They won't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, we'll no, I'll get okay. into that deluxe version a little bit yeah. later because it's it's a it's a super cool uh, bonus disc that they're supplying for it, which is which I'll go into as I say. But okay. um, yeah, this is uh, ugh, one of the best things that came out of the nineties. I think for me, this is. Uh, uh, released in 94 November, obviously, uh, 94, yeah. um, Mary's second album following the gigantic success of What's the 411 and the fantastic remix album that followed it yeah. uh, as well with some fantastic uh, numbers on that one. And um, yeah, released on Uptown Records, uh, who had a, a wonderful moment in the sun with some amazing releases, obviously from Jodeci as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Heavy D, Horace Brown, uh, I think his uh, his album was just a masterpiece for me. I as a nineties R&B, I adored that. Uh, where were you? Uh, what was the first thing you remember from my life? Was there a uh, a single? Uh, were you you were eagerly anticipating the album, or did you hear a song and say, "Hey, there's a new Mary out"? What was the first thing you remember um, from the album? Oh, from this specific album, yeah. Um, Be happy that that coming right. out that was the big follow up, right? So yeah, you know, for people who haven't, I don't know, you know for new new young younger listeners, you know, what's the four one one blew up for Mary, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think it was triple platinum. I mean, and so to come out the gate that hot. And essentially, you know, become like the queen of hip hop soul, which is, you know, what her nickname is. And she's earned it, you know, uh, subsequently through her life and her career. Um, you know, you, you eagerly wait the second album. And so when this one came out, um, you, you heard the first track. So that one that pulls you in. Right. Um but then you hear the the rest of the album and it's, it's very personal and it's um, <clears throat> very emotional. Um, and, you know, what you, you know, so it's one thing you see in artists and what you see in the music videos and all of that. And, and you see this fame you think an artist has, and then you 
you step into what she's sharing personally in her second album, right? And there's a lot of highs and lows going on in her life that she chose to share with us. And it just, you know, it's a, it's a great mixture of songs. Um, uh, musically, uh, when I was going back to listen to this album, you can tell um, the fusion of, let's say, New Jack Swing, uh, R&B, and hip-hop a lot in this album, like early hip hop, right? And it was nice to, you know, if people want to know, you know, what that sounds like, you know, that's not exclusively to, let's say, rappers and, and things like that, how it fused for uh, R&B artists. This was a good album for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You mentioned her, um, the sort of the extremely personal nature of, mm -hmm. of the album and this is kind of one of those albums that is very in, sort of interesting because a, a fan or a listener can think of my life and think um like I love this record it makes me think of amazing times that uh you mm -hmm. know that that part of my life uh, and you know you can think of the singles and being with your friends and appreciating the music on that level but for Mary I think, she, you know, it's not certainly, I can't imagine it's lost on her, the, the impact of this release. But I often wonder what she thinks about the album beyond, you know, the, um, the, the success of it um, in terms of this is probably her at her lowest in right. her personal life. This is her. She's quite, uh, I think she was going through a lot of depression. She's going through uh, drugs and alcohol issues. She's in a, oh, how can we say it's a toxic relationship with uh, mm -hmm. uh, Casey Haley from Jodeci. Um, paranoia kicks in. This is the album, like following this release, her and Puffy have a huge blow up. Um, I think he tried to help her and tried to get her past issues, but she wasn't ready, ready to take that information i believe that that's I, i've heard varying re reasons as to their fallout i've heard that is one of them i heard mm -hmm. she was really angry when he signed faith evans to his bad boy oh. records because she was okay. like why are you signing like you're working with another are you replacing me basically and he's like gotcha. no like you're on uptown i've just started my label you know i'm developing a roster and that contributed to um a, a fallout between the two that went on for some years so um so yeah i kind of like i said this is sort of a difficult i guess position for her uh personally so i often wonder what she thinks of this album in that respect as well yeah i i pulled up an article and how she she describes this one she well she says that you know i look at my album albums as if they are my children and, you know, this is her second child who was also the most dysfunctional one. So it, right. it, I think wow. it ties into what you were describing. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like how you see an artist and what they present to you on stage and how they're performing. And you see all of the glamour and all of the glitz and all of that stuff that's sold to us as listeners and uh, fans. But, you know, they, they're human just like we are. They have their ups and downs just like we do. And mm. um, so she didn't write any of the songs on What's the 411, but she did 
start writing on this album. So yeah. I think that's also was probably very therapeutic for her to get it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, people, yeah. I think the the phrase "no more dramas" has become quite yeah. synonymous with her. This yes. is the album that right. they're actually this, or not the album, the, the period of her life that where it's this is what she's sort of trying to move on from. Exactly. Ultimately, everything that was happening to her uh, at at this stage, and it it couldn't have been a particularly easy or pleasant mm-hmm. um, uh, time for her, I guess, as well. But. Uh, but yeah, it's something that's gone on to define her in a lot of ways. And I think in a good way, in as much yeah. as it's something she became stronger and moved beyond, as opposed to this being the start of a downfall. Right. Um, so right, yeah, right, it is right. something that she's just ascended and um, gone on to achieve, you know, an incredible level of success, but also I, I, well, I would hope her personal life obviously as she's moved past addictions and things like that as as i understand it so yeah yeah which is a, good. a milestone right. moment i guess yeah um but you know uh when we're looking or listening to songs you know you've got the highs and the lows you've got you know i know um um the the influences like i said like the new jack stuff um like um you bring me joy right um uh you got to believe which really you got to believe really sounds like Joe to see so you know right. and they they're the ones that are influenced by it but when i heard it back i'm like okay yeah that's totally um of that time I think Casey's so, a, as a writer on that song as well yeah right yeah. and so you see the influence um just at that time because they were you know on uh, uptown and i yeah. forgot that even um guy was on uptown so that's where yeah. you get the new jack influence right samples from songs right early hip-hop especially Mm -hmm. and so to see how it was used on this album for her right um great great sampling for for the music um i you know and if we start out just like uh rolls royce on going down right yeah yeah oh classic (laughs) so um but you know um, and that's one of the, the great cuts on this album for me too, right? Mm. Um, Curtis Mayfield as well is a huge oh, standout for songs, oh, isn't he? Yes, 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 yes. Um, oh, see, this is again, I had to stick with what I was um, 
picking for the outro, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was the song that? Oh, one of my favorites on here that I'm I just they used Curtis and um, I was like, oh. Is it be I'm, happy or I'm, I'm the only woman. I'm the only woman. I'm oh only my woman. gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's a hot track. And I'm like, yeah, it's an amazing <sighs> one. Yeah, I love that record. Yeah. Oh, I already picked one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. the way, we play songs, right? During, yeah, so I can I, play it right oh, I, now. Good. <laughs> people need to hear it right so i'm glad yeah. we'll be sharing it with them so that they can you know can delight in it as much as we are um um what's another good one um all night long you know you take from mary j girls yeah um brilliant brilliant number yeah um even like even you bring me joy that's very white so it's like i have to give it to um um Sean, Sean Combs, you can give him his various nicknames or names at this point, but um, (laughs) he knows how to pick good samples and blend them in for good R&B, hip hop music Mm. songs, right? Music. Um, Because, you know, and, and then she was able to just write over it and then, you know, share her herself with us right so yeah yeah, yeah but, puffy with um chucky thompson as well yeah. taking the large majority of the mm-hmm. uh the the production for for the album and um yeah i think chucky went on he's done a lot of work with mary on subsequent uh albums as well actually i don't know if it's a lot of work but he has appeared on on uh subsequent albums as well just doing like a one song or um yeah he didn't take on an entire project again with her i don't think so um yeah they did maintain their relationship for uh yeah for quite a few albums i think during her career um but yeah they were they were a bit of a i thought a a golden pair i think puffy and chucky thompson they did a lot of good stuff a lot of great stuff sorry in the 90s with usher's album his first album as well so yeah they they they've got some yeah, I've got some great music together. Yeah, I was checking. I found like a old video interview of her talking about this oh, album, cool. and and she referenced that Chucky was young or, or new at the time, right? Yeah. Um, and um, 
you know, she'd heard a song he had and then, you know, she kept asking, hey, does he have more? Does he have more? And then, boom, he ended up, you know, being instrumental in this album, you know, along with Sean Combs. So, um, yeah, it's a good uh, mixture of 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 different musical genres to to you know expose listeners to if they want to yeah. get I wish get... I heard that he, um that Chucky was supposed to be on for one song that was initially what he was contracted to like, was right. like um but he you know he obviously as you said uh, impressed uh enough to kind of warrant a a, a large like an incredibly uh, yeah, a significantly larger portion of the album. So um, yeah, I'd be curious to know what the one song was, and what what oh. they heard, and what took for, took further from there. Yeah, that part I don't have. So that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Because yeah, mm. I'm the only woman. Is um is, is that's one of them. That's one of the the Chucky ones as well. That's a, Chucky that's and Chucky good... ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard. Yeah, it's an awesome number. Um, um, you gotta believe that's another believe. good one. Oh, uh, well, I think we referenced. Uh, I never want to live without you. That's yeah. a nice one. Don't go. So, um, I think the only one that may not be credited to him is no one else. There is no And that's totally from um, Dalvin's from um, Jodeci, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I was surprised Devante didn't make it on the, uh, the 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 track list in in any fashion. Actually, he's on what's the four one one. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I'm surprised that he he sort of didn't make his way uh, onto the track list. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the what I did, you know, what I did research is that you know, uh, the people she tried to get to produce from what's the four one one wanted. Um, they wanted more money than the budget. Right. I, I'll just say that because <laughs> uh, because of the success of that album, right? Right. It, yeah. And, and then mm, you know, nope. We let, let's go in a different direction. So, you know, there we go. And so we, we got this, which turned out to be platinum on its own right. So it's, you know, it just great. That's the burn there, right. isn't it? Can you imagine, mm-hmm. like, you've been a part of What's the 411 and you've helped make it this incredible thing. And then, you know, you think, hey, you're stiffing me on money. Can we get a bit more if right. your budget's bigger? Why aren't, why isn't ours? Yeah. And then you'd probably think, oh, 
well, you're not going to hit as big now. We're not on it. And then she, and then, boom, big, oh, she does it again. Man. You're like, mm, maybe I should have <laughs> just swallowed my ego just a little. Well, you know, I, get, get some royalties, you know. You get, <laughs> I don't know how they make the money. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure they, um, actually, this one went triple platinum too. So, yeah, this, you know, yeah, I would have to, mm, Hot sauce with that crow. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So what were your? Are we, uh, bearing in mind, you wanted to, or your first thought was, what's the four one one for sort of this episode? What are your your connection? What's your connection with that album? I'm gonna. Can it's fair to assume you're a bigger fan of that one than this one? Or um, no. I mean, the reason I picked um, what's the four one one was because it was the first from her. And it defined her, right, 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 and introduced her to us, and it and it blew up. So, um, I mean, it's got a lot of upbeat tracks on that, right? So, yeah, um, there's there's that aspect of it because you know that's how, and and I mean, she was really defining herself and her place in hip hop genre with that album, right? Yeah. So that's why I went to that one, you know, and, they, and there's some good cuts on that album. I'm not going to say they're not because that's a, that's a favorite of mine as well. But um, this one, this is a good one too, because sometimes, you know, when you have an artist that just blows up out the gate, you know, do they drop off on that, that second album? Right. right. Yeah. And so you wait to see, Right. I know the music industry is like, oh, you know, is she going to be, I mean, it's triple platinum out the gate. I don't know. I don't know. But, and, um, <laughs> and then your second album does that. Right. And, and your second album is more introspective, more, more emotional, and it still resonates with your fans enough to still be triple platinum. So now you've really solidified yourself as an artist and you're, and, She's writing, so now she gets to see that, you know, what I'm writing, my listeners connect to and they support, right? Because mm-hmm. what you don't want to do is just get stuck after you make a, a great first album and then the record company, hey, 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 what is this? <laughs> Why didn't you just make another, what's the 511? Come on. Or, you know, because we did the <laughs> remix version, so, you know, if we just did... Yeah reggae you know how about we do that and then you can do <laughs> do this one right so right um <laughs> you know it's a it's a whole different perspective on this album right and so you never know how it's going to resonate with your listeners and so to see that outpouring of support it gives her a lot more freedom as an artist yeah. right to to push herself and and to continue on right so there's that. So no, no, I actually, I, I just, that's why I picked that one. Right. Um, but no, I like both, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I was good. I, I, you know, I was listening to it again today and I was just like, wow, <sighs> you did it to me, Imran. Cause I'm like, ah, what song am I picking? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like if we were doing uh, either, What's the four one one or the remix album? I think mm-hmm. the song I would pick would be the intros 
with the the answer phone because i just love them you get all the these incredible heavyweight names just saying hey give me a call yeah you know buster rhymes and blah 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 and it was always just the coolest thing just that to just have called all these people and just say hey just ring this number it's for the intro you know and just and then she did it yeah, I just love that. I just honestly, I loved those intros, and that, that would probably be my pick if we were doing either of those albums. To... Oh, look at you! It's too simple. It's too simple, man. You got to go deeper. But no, no, no. But 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 the thing is, is and that's to her. I mean, she was one of the first in hip hop to cross over with rap artists, right? Right. So that really was a um, a melding of of artists in genre and she was at the helm of that right Mm, so that she could pull in like these big heavyweights even on this album right um to get him to come in and speak you know like uh keith murray and stuff so you have that you know where people will come in and and support and sing with mary even today you know if she calls they're gonna they'll do it right yeah so um yeah, it's incredible. And and I think um she was the youngest even though she was the third female artist on Uptown, she was the youngest at the time. Okay. When she started. So, you know, you come in with that and to be young and to blow up and then to see that you you know, it's one thing when you see like cuz she's had a lot of uh R&B and a lot of soul singers influence in her life right in fact i think the demo tape was her singing anita baker right oh wow got her in with andre harrell to to pick her up um caught up in the rapture so you you see these artists and you dream about it and then boom you're an artist and not only are you an artist you're an artist in a way that you help define a genre Right. So and I don't think you think that when you're when yeah. you're performing, you're just pouring your soul out or just having fun and being happy that you get to do this gift. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be uh, somewhat surreal to be in music in that way. And and hip hop was still relatively, you know, really young in the 90s. Right. Yeah. So you're going through this genre and you're mixing both right because you're pulling r&b into hip-hop and you're fusing it right so then you know like swv and all these other artists that come they're able to find their niche in that right so um it's you know it's amazing when we look back now it's this has been like the funnest (laughs) idea we had here about just you know going through and giving roses as a you know to these yeah, i like that expression you've used that mm-hmm. a couple of times that's really cool mm-hmm. giving roses to, to stuff yeah. that's a really cool phrase yeah um, go ahead no no i was just gonna i was gonna say about you, you you said an interesting point about um uh that kind of uh, a label wanting to repeat success a repeat a proven formula for success so yeah. in terms of making that decision from my life uh, from what's the 411. Um, I suppose the common factor there is Puff in those two 
um, in those two albums so right. i suppose not to veer too far off topic but then we have the third album which mm. sees her away from uptown and then it sees her away from uh puffy as well it sees her very much having to take a lot more control over her own um her music which is uh the share my world album which is which is a brilliant album and it's oh, really yeah. interesting because that single person sort of taking the project forward uh production wise she doesn't really have that in the third one the third one she's got a whole host of really oh, yeah. heavy hitters from exactly well, Oh. Yeah, from Terry Lewis, Jimmy Jams on the album. I think Babyface is on Baby the album Face. as well. Rodney yeah. Jerkins, who I hadn't really, he hadn't really blown up yet, but Rodney Jerkins no. is on the album. R. Kelly yes. um, uh, gets a, a, a great duet on there as well with It's On. And um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, heavy names from Nas, Little Kim uh, on the yeah. album as well. And um, so it's kind of interesting that, that the approach is now completely different. And sometimes when an artist loses the producer right and the producer kind of goes on i, I open like like timberland and genuine for example where you've oh got, that's true yeah they have two albums that were together and everything but tim i guess he he's not just genuine's producer he wants to work with lots of other people genuine doesn't want to be the guy who just has i'm popular because of timberland so he oh. wants to go his own way uh as well and it you know one's always probably going to hit the other one sometimes not so um obviously not to belittle anything genuine went on to because he continued to sell records for many many years but uh probably didn't hit the heights of the success of those first two albums that's that's about an accurate way to say that whereas you know um even the the um share my world is again triple platinum so you know this woman is on fire you know i'm like you know and the success of the first two albums allows you to have conversations with say jimmy jam and terry lewis and babyface so like you know you're not just going to get all of these producers at this level um i'm you're not going to get me to pick an artist but uh 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 (laughs) A let's say a new artist that's unknown is not going yeah. to 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 draw that kind of um, um, star power from a production sure. side of things. So, um, and that's a credit again to um, her previous uh, accomplishments and you know who she is as an artist that they that she was able to work with them and then boom it blew up again wow. so the first the, the the people at the beginning this is like the second album they're not a part of but that's okay we're not going to go there so <laughs> <laughs> this is two two subsequent albums that have blown up that you know yeah you know, you know, it was yeah it, it just went right? higher and higher for her isn't it it's right amazing, isn't yes it? and um yeah i'm and, and you know you, you know when you can perform with elton john or whoever you want right yeah, george michael sting yes and i'm george like benson where you started where you were to go where you are you know yeah it's hot it's amazing yeah. she's super talented and um um she's just you know she's still creating and and her place in as the queen of hip hop soul is, you know, like I said, solidified now, right? Yeah. Um, 
So yeah. yeah there was a. I was trying to find the uh, info about it, but I don't. I don't know if you remember. I think this must have been a ten-year anniversary uh, project that was put out by uh, Soul Bounce, and um, they they did a compilation called Men Love Mary, and oh. basically got some male R and B uh singers to basically cover songs from my life and wow. uh, it was sort of a free download that they gave a really okay. great version of eric robeson doing my <gasps> life which oh. was I love Eric Robeson, first off, and then... Oh, you're going to love the, the uh, his oh. version of My Life. It's gorgeous. Okay. It really, really is. It was, the, by far, it was by far the best thing uh, on the compilation. But uh, yeah, I seem to remember, I, must have, I was trying to do the math, and it must have been a 10-year uh, anniversary where they kind of got oh. um, Slack of the Beat Child and uh, Jesse Boykins or something. Um, okay. A few others as well. So uh, to kind of cover songs from... from um, my life and uh, so that was very very cool and checky but... thompson's on this too i mean as far as pro- production credits on there too oh, really? well cool. i guess maybe it's because he's it was his song to begin with oh I you know see. in terms yeah, of maybe. producing but i had didn't know this wow now see you know you got star power when you can get you know yeah 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 let's let's get people together and 
Yeah. Because, you know, this is like like we were saying, this is the, the, the album where, you know, of the children, this is the one that, you know, had the most drama. And yet this one pulls in this kind of response, right? Yeah. From yeah. men to want to sing her songs, right? right. So that's the thing. And um, I was searching and even um, there's like a, an Instagram video of LeBron James singing it, singing my life, you know, just oh, a snippet wow. of it on his site. So, I mean, this album has really, you know, it's amazing when you think that songs that are so personal to you can translate in people uh, resonate with them to this degree. So it's, it's pretty yeah. powerful, right? Cause you never know, you never know how it's going to work, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and wow, it's funny when you I consider didn't... Roy Ayers is everybody loves oh. the sunshine, the amount of covers, the amount of times time. it's been sampled, mm-hmm. you know, to have almost, I would probably say the sort of the definitive reinterpretation of that tune. You know, yes. with all the different covers and samples, and there are so many, there are so many people that have done it, and which is great, which is absolutely great. I totally get why why they would, but I I would uh, I would you know I'd be hard pressed myself to to think of anyone else who who has a version of that song that was more impactful than what became my life. So, right. Um, yes. Uh, so I think that that's that's a testament to to, to her abilities as well. Exactly, which is why it's my my outro. But don't be doing <gasps> that because you're like pulling it too soon. Okay, <laughs> not gonna sample it because that's the outro. I'll just say right. that now. Uh, okay, <laughs> spill the beans. Okay, <laughs> but um, and and I'll be all honest with you that one of the reasons and I uh, it was um I was torn between um my life and. I'm the only woman, right? Because both right. of those tracks are hot. But it was Roy Ayers that, you know, one, I picked yeah. it first because I love that song, Everybody Loves the Sunshine, and everybody's version of it. I do like it. Um, but you're right, because it's not really, this song is is her interpretation. So she takes the music and then yeah. puts her own lyrics on it and spins it in such a way that it's it's got the melancholy um but it's still powerful right mm. um and uplifting so you know yeah so that that's why it's my choice but you know so we're going to save that even though i've shared it okay <laughs> <laughs> it's um yes go ahead it is a flawless yeah, it's a flawless choice so who could who yeah. in their right mind could dispute it it's um hey. it is perfect yeah yeah you know so but um but you know what other songs do you like on this album, sir? Um, well, we've talked... I know which you're, you're going to have to tell me. Well, you're going to share your intro, so we won't give that one up. Um... <laughs> I well, I mean, I I happily say I think uh, we actually I don't think it was this part was recorded, but when, I think when we were talking, yeah, uh, the last time I I said it was it would always have been um, the uh isaac hayes sample sampled uh i love you track oh yeah that's right you did say that yes that is that was the one that that totally hooked me in um and there were other samples of that i think foxy brown sampled it almost around the same time um 
it's been so long since I've listened to that. Actually, I'd love to go back and listen to her version just because for the nostalgia. Because I think I had that version first, and okay. then I heard um, this the Mary one, and just thought, oh my gosh, it's yeah. um, just beautiful. I loved it, and that was always that was far and away my See. my standout from from this album. My life would have been a very close second, and I got to say, third, I would have been. I'm the only woman. I think if I were to. Yeah. Uh, to rank them so eerily similar eerily similar okay. but um yeah my my opener would always have been uh the i love you record it's See. yeah flawless number i don't know how we do it we just you know <laughs> we book in our shows with good choices and you know they just you know it, it makes the pairing so good yeah um but also um, to, to linger on that one just for a moment mm-hmm. i mean the mm-hmm. samples ike's mood uh from isaac hayes which at the time i yes. hadn't heard i I bought it oh gosh uh yeah some years ago i guess now but when you listen to that song and you hear it's sort of round about the middle when they actually the the part of the song that they take that sort of piano um sort of loop that well the piano part of the of the isaac hayes song that they end up looping for for mary's version it always it just makes you think you know like wow and the ear that someone has to have for when they sample to -hmm. know what to take to 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 hear those those sort of minuscule fleeting moments in in a in a great song and say ah that that's that part that's the part i need that's what i that's what i've got to take you know it's and amazing um i don't know if if it's chucky or if it's um diddy but oh sorry sean since i've been calling him sean let's not <laughs> drift off and switch it up but but i i kind of want to say sean even because of his own tracks he always knows what song to sample yeah. <laughs> and i mean with his own work the other people that he works with when he gets a sample he knows what sample to get right um so i'm thinking him um dr dre jay diller I mean, there, there are some artists that can just listen to a song, um, and know just like you're saying, it's that, it's that section that I want to do something with. Right. And and so it's, that's what I was saying. It's beautiful that they're able to take from R and B soul, like a, like you would do for a hip hop artist, like a rapper, go through into collections, your parents' collections, you pull out these samples and then you make that track. And then she's able to just, you know, pour herself into it. Right. And, um, I think that's, that's what's made her the hip hop queen. So, you know, um, because she's been able to do that and, and you know we we love her for that. So hip hop yeah. soul man, love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a great record. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's rich in those moments of of them knowing what to sort of take. I, I right. guess, from a sampling perspective. I mean, some obviously more obvious, like the. Uh, I'm the only woman is, is oh, yeah. Yeah, that not like a, a, a small moment of the song that they've no, taken. So, no, no, no. Um, but they grabbed. The oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm and, like, um, and that's good too. Cause if you haven't, if for those who haven't heard Curtis Mayfield, please go, please, please right. dig into his collection. Yeah. Um, Cause it's great. Um, pulling out Barry White, pulling out the Mary J girls, pulling out Rolls Royce. I mean, these are, these are like, 
songs that you know when you really want to get deep into those artists who'd come before you know when you're taking the baton from them to you know add your your spin or your your nuance to what they have and expose it to new listeners right yeah you know that's you know that's very hip hop and that's that's you know and it, and it kind of comes through really well on this album so yeah. so yeah this was a good choice sir it, it is project projects like this that always, that made me go back and mm-hmm. sort of pick up uh, get more into sort of uh, soul music by like Curtis Mayfield and Isaac Hayes and jazz, et cetera, et cetera. That's what hip hop mm-hmm. sort of one of the things it did for me. There was a, obviously an initial heartbreak. So I've often told you I didn't grow up listening to, to soul music and, and have my parents with their vinyl records yes. know, sort of in the home always. So it was, right. uh, uh, so I guess I, any, any song I heard, I thought was just, like for me, for for this album, I thought it was all just original compositions. I had no idea that it had sort of sampled to the extent that it did. So you do have that initial heartbreak of, oh, mm. <laughs> it's. I thought that that's Puffy yeah. on the piano, but yeah. <laughs> but no, and it drums isn't. and bass, <laughs> dude. No, no. Yeah, you almost. Yeah, I would almost <laughs> say I'm almost going to bring up another artist, but we've made it through the show, so we're not going to go there. Oh. But okay, don't you do it? Don't oh. I set you up? But don't do How it. How could I not? Have no, no, no. Oh. We, we did it. We did it. We're we're like, like probably. I feel like we, okay, I've just thought mm. of a really great link. <laughs> really, <laughs> a legit one or just one? Just... It's, it's actually a really legit one. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, shall I do it now, or I'll wait a minute? Well, no, 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 no. We, yeah? You know. What, okay. what would our show be? I, I didn't really think yeah. you could do it. That's why I didn't even bring it up until I you. Didn't even think it. That's so bizarre. It didn't even occur to me. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Unplanned, obviously. Of course, here it is. So uh, we mentioned at the top of the show about the deluxe reissue celebrating oh. the twenty fifth year yeah. uh, of of my life. Uh, much like another deluxe reissue that was released this year in Prince's oh. sign of the times. <laughs> <laughs> The eight disc reissue of Sign of the Times. This is only two discs for my, for Mary. That's okay. That's, That's okay. okay. Those oh, no. print shoes are no pun intended. Big to fill. Mm. They're not. But it's but, true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So just you know, quick mention to wow. another deluxe reissue that came out this year. That's okay. No, That's no. Okay. I'm I'm impressed <laughs> one that you did it. So because I I really. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to do that, but yes, yeah, since it just did come out, it's a nice plug for both albums coming it up. Is. So, for those out there looking to get Christmas gifts, yes, yeah. you know, give those to the ones you care about. So, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> well, you've really got to care about someone for the Prince one because you're looking at about two hundred dollars, I think, uh, maybe a little bit less. I think well, it's about hundred. 18 yeah, every, yeah, so. okay so everybody in the family pitches in five bucks how about that a, so. a little bit yeah i think but the merry one is like a standard i think uh 12 13 dollars so you can just load up on those there you go <laughs> which is a reasonably priced deluxe right, there we go so you know 
when you care to give <laughs> the very best. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they have done a they've done a really nice job. Um, it's uh, in terms of the the bonus disc for this Mary album. Um, they've kind of put the remixes that I've just adored that are sort of stemmed from this album. And this okay. is like my biggest gripe about nineties releases that so many of these amazing re- uh, remixes that just came out on like from Timberland and like bad boy records and even these Mary ones that thankfully have now been reissued. They just consigned to history because you can't buy them. You can't mm-hmm. buy them. They don't, they never made them available as on iTunes or Amazon. Uh, you have to really hunt for the CDs on, on eBay or anything like that. You know, um, there's loads of like Maxwell remixes that you can't just pick up on iTunes uh, or Amazon. You still have to look for these, kind of cds which is you know what i've what i've i've done for a lot of artists when i go in my weird 90s uh clamoring for for more music then i'll pick up these sort of cd singles thankfully that they're still doing their circulations on on ebay and stuff but i, I kind of wish there'd be like a a site dedicated to 90s r&b and hip-hop and all these incredible remixes that I just kind oh. of lost, you know, in the ether. I just wish somebody could find a legit way to just get everything and put them out. Or or if just if labels would just get everything to iTunes and just say, here's the, everything, just put it up, you know. It's well, such a shame that these things have to kind of resurface on on these kind of reissues. But this bonus disc has the Mary Jane version, which is the same kind of instrumental, I think, but features yes. LL Cool J uh, mm. and is a brilliant. I love, I love this version of the song. There's I'm going down remix with Mr. Cheeks, which is fantastic. Brilliant remix. There's the, I love you remix with Smith and Wesson. There's the bad boy remix of be happy with Keith Murray. Another oh, one of my favorites from that. Yeah, uh, series of yeah that be happy one and i'm going down in the ll one those three were just magic to me there's the ron oh, g remix of be happy as well and um the album bonus track of you make me feel like a natural woman uh so it's a nice good. bonus disc that they've put out you don't stop keep on make it hot I think um, a lot of this speaks to how the content holders 
are trying to make a decision on how they provide content to us, right? Mm. The distribution methods. Um, because you, ra- you raise a good point. If they don't put it out, then you you lose it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think yeah. that's fair to us or the artist, right? And, and even the DJs, hint, hint, because, you know, we, we look for these <laughs> remixes. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and um, I, I don't want music to go by the wayside because mm. someone deems that no one will one want to listen to it, or two, they don't they don't think it should be part of um, something that's just you know part of the distribution right. to the listener. Um, and then do you put it on iTunes? Do you put it on Spotify? Do you let it go on YouTube? Do you do, 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 yeah. do Amazon? So it's all of these different platforms that these content holders have to, you know, make it accessible to us. Because, like, you know, Bandcamp, hello, just whatever, yeah. right? Make it so that we can get, you know, our hands on it to keep it alive, right? And pass it on. Bandcamp's a great idea, actually, because when you look at like labels like Bad Boy uh, or So So Deaf, where they have they had loads of remixes, and you can mm-hmm. buy the albums. Obviously, they're all readily available uh, through just you know CDs or iTunes, etc. But I mean, all this, all these like bonus mixes and stuff. I just wish that some of these labels from the nineties, like the Face Records, would just mm-hmm. put out, mm-hmm. just create a Bandcamp page. Why not? And just take complete monetary you know profit from from having done so i don't know why they're just sort of lost to to kind of history you know and you you have to really look for them you know i spend time on discogs or who sampled or Mm -hmm. uh various sites just to find out stuff from the 90s i still didn't know existed which is was such a surprise because it's just you know there's no real way of, of of finding some of this stuff you know so it would be cool if people uh, put stuff out in some way, but I don't know. It would no, be no, great. I, you know, who knows? They'll listen to us and they'll take this idea. And don't worry, we we will, <laughs> we will be grateful for you to take the idea and make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> be Do like, so, yeah. Oh no, no, you know, no, no. You can take credit too. We, we'll agree <laughs> with that. Just you know, make it happen. Christmas is next month, so you know, if you <laughs> do it quickly. You could have at least two people buy the stuff. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I happily would. I happily yeah. would. But there's just no, no avenue for it at the moment, which is such a shame. Oh, you know, but, um, you know, from 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 your mouth to some record company's ears, <laughs> put it in the universe and we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I'm super excited for this. Um, no, no, I'm uh, looking Mary forward. Reissue. To I'm definitely, yes. I'll be definitely be uh, oh, yeah. a copy of it. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah. But I think that is. Do you have any final thoughts of, of for the album that you kind of wanted to express? Um, I we we had a lot of fun with this album. Um, yeah, I really did, which is really good. I I think uh, this was a really good pick. I think for for our our discussion of 90s because of the 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 infusion of 
the R&B and soul before, and then you can hear the early traces of hip hop, New Jack Swing, and um, all of that together. And it, it solidified her. I think, you know, 411 blew her up, but this album really solidified her as, as a, an artist to be reckoned with in this, in this space. Yeah. So way to go, sir. Way to go. <laughs> well, I, um, I, I, I can't take the credit. I thought you had, you were picking it. <laughs> you well, said, you want me Mary. And it. I thought, oh, my life. And you went, well, I meant 411, but we can do my life. Well, you know. <laughs> so I, I'll take the credit, know. sure. <laughs> sure. You know, you get last edit. So <laughs> even if I do take credit, I don't think it'll make the cut. So, you know. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I had credit in there. I don't. What happened? So, um, <laughs> but I mean, to go from Sade to Mary, I mean, we're we're on a roll here with these artists. So I'm I'm having fun with this. So it's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And you still got Prince in here. So I'm, you know, I just I, yeah. This is like this is a high, man. I don't know. I'm, I I I can't. I'm embarrassed that it had uh, escaped my attention not to have done it. Oh, uh, so whoa. I'm relieved that you. Um, oh, that I yeah. set you up for that. Thing. Well, you yeah. know, okay, very, very, yeah, well, so. very well played, uh, very good. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> we're gonna stump each other at one point with our selection. <laughs> you know, yeah. will not be able to make our conversation, but <laughs> until that point, so <laughs> we have done it again. So. Yes. Uh, well, wow. I guess do you want to set up. Well, you've already said it's my life. Oh, uh, yeah. The title track. Um, but yeah. uh, do you? Uh, yeah. Do you want to officially set it up as our final go home? Um, yeah. Um, my life um, lyrically, um, it always resonated with me from the first time I heard it. Um, just. Um, like I said, the highs and lows within that song specifically, you know, just, you know, the pain and yet the reach of, of, of hope in it lyrically was, it's just powerful. It always hits me when I listen to it. And then of course you got Roy Ayers, everybody loves the sunshine, uh, um, musically that she just was able to take. and, And like we discussed earlier, People have have redone that song many times, many times, and I have multiple versions, and I love it. Yeah, but she lyrically did her own take on it in such a way that she's made it uniquely hers, and in that, I, I just have to tip my hat to her, and mm. and um, yeah, that's how I wanted to end our show. So. Thank you, Imran. And I hope the listeners enjoy.
Peace of mind. Yes. 